Welcome to another episode of Kingdom Talk. I'm Pastor Saul, and joining us today from the studio in sunny Florida is Sister Yvette. How are you, Yvette? Good, how are you? Doing good. Today with us, we have, I would say, our better halves that are joining us on the show. My wife with me, Sister Jessenia. Hi, how are you? And uh, Sister Yvette over in sunny Florida, she has her husband, Brother Jose. God bless you. Uh, we want to thank you both for being on the show today. Um, it's very important for us because we understand that when we're recording this podcast, we understand that uh, this means a lot to us. And even though you only hear myself and Sister Yvette on this podcast, there is a supporting crew that's behind us, not only with uh, conversation, with prayer, but they have understood that we have to separate ourselves for a couple hours to, to record this. And um, a lot of times they have to take care of the kids or they have to keep them quiet or, or the dogs or anything like that. Right, Sister Yvette? That's very hard task. <laughs> Jose, how you manage with the kids? I gotta make it work. I gotta figure out something. <laughs> Amen. So the reason we're doing this is because not only is this a ministry for us, and not only is this part of a ministry, but this is also um, a part of our lives and who we are. God has given us a calling, and we believe that there's no better way for us than to be able to spread the gospel or spread a good message or a positive message or good conversation um, than using social media. Social media right now is something that is the most widely used form of information in the world. And so we have so many alternative radio stations and alternative secular things in the world, but we have so, so few things that we can actually use um, to glorify God and, and to spread a, a positive message. Today, they are here with us because we're going to talk about what we are passionate about and every single one of us. Uh, today we're all passionate about something that is very different and for this podcast to continue and to be successful and to be a blessing to you the listeners um we think that it's important for all of us to uh share a little bit about ourselves and who we are and where we come from so sister Yvette, um let's start with you uh tell us a little bit about you and your husband can can chime in i was born and raised in new jersey well, for most of my life, um, I did actually, it's a very interesting little part of my life that we didn't know um, until maybe like a, maybe like a year or something into our relationship. It's funny because when I was a little girl, I actually, in Philadelphia, I lived a block away from Jose. So we were living like a block away from each other, but we never met. And it took me, you know, this long to meet Jose, but we met like in a baby shower. But uh, it's funny because we were, um, basically I lived in Philadelphia for a couple years. I want to say like five. And my parents decided to move to New Jersey. Um, they didn't like the environment over there and they wanted us to raise us, like raise us more in the country, like country living. But it's funny because I mean, Jose lived like a block away from me when I was little. We never met until adults <laughs> completely different no and that, wow. that's funny because just and i was similar we lived around the corner from each other and we never ran into each other we never saw each other in philadelphia also and then next thing you know when we finally meet and we discuss and we have our conversations we're like but you live there and i've lived here how did we not cross paths how did we not run into each other right oh yeah definitely wasn't meant to be i guess no, not at the time <laughs> and jose how was it meeting yvette how did that change your life Oh man, that's a, that's a long story, but I'll, I'll make it short, as sweet as I can. But <laughs> we met in, in a baby shower in New Jersey. Um, I was born and raised in Philly all my life. It was either Philly or Puerto Rico, and back. That was it. Um, her aunt's husband, we actually went to school together in Edison. 
So we used to hang out back in the day. And they invited him to baby shower. He invited me. And I bumped into her family because it wasn't just her. Her family was there, but not her sister, her relatives, or not. And I saw her. And not to be funny, but I remember I saw her. I'm like, I got to marry that woman. I haven't seen a chance, but I'm going to try though. <laughs> you were confident. And that was my, at that moment, it still is, that was my passion. Like, I got to talk to that girl. <laughs> and, and that's how we went. We went in the baby shower. And wow. from that forward, we just kicked it pretty well. That's awesome. And how long have you, got, have you guys been married now? Eight years dating and six years married. Awesome. Yeah, and how quick time flies, right? Oh, yeah. Like, we were talking about this earlier. I'm like, I don't, it doesn't feel like we've been married this long. It definitely doesn't feel like we've been together for eight years. I think that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and it's not necessarily to be compatible because Justin and I are very different. And, you know, we'll mm -hmm. talk in a minute, but you know when you're you're with the right person it just clicks it just works you don't have to be the same in everything you can be opposite but god finds a way to to make everything mesh together almost like a jigsaw puzzle right your weaknesses are his strength and his weaknesses are your strengths and i believe that's what makes us different enough to continue to be uh learning new things about each other but i like in the same manner where we can understand each other and understand what our purpose is i met we met through a person at work actually um mm -hmm. Uh, we had a person that, that I used to work with and he kept inviting me to church, invited me to church and um, I, I wasn't Christian, you know, I, I, I was somewhat Catholic and uh, I kept declining and declining and declining and said, no, I don't, I don't want to go to church and uh, Christmas came around and I bought a gift for everyone that I work with because it was a, it was small, it was only a few of us and you know, so we, we got each other gifts and I see that Jesenia, uh my wife comes in and she came to grab the gift. Now, my wife is, you know, uh, she's not the tallest person in the room. <laughs> and so when I see someone coming to grab the gift for him because uh, my coworker wasn't there. And so when she came to grab this gift to, to take it to him, I see my wife and I'm like, who's this little girl coming in here stealing <laughs> gifts? You know, and <laughs> like, what's she doing? So I see her and she looks at me and I look at her. And I know when she looked at me, it was love at first sight. And <laughs> <laughs> Just like you did with Jose, right, Yvette? <laughs> and um, long story short, we were 17 when we met. And then we uh, we dated till 19, right? Yeah, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> so much time has gone by. So much time. Oh, my God. And how long have we been married now? 13 and a half years. 13 and a half years. And we've been together 16 years. Wow, that's amazing. Time flies. It really does. Yeah. Especially with kids. <laughs> yeah, speaking of kids, um, tell us about your kids, Jose. Hey, I love being a father, man. It's nothing better. And the reason why I love it more, uh, not to change the conversation, but when I was young, like 13 years old, it wasn't a possibility for me to have kids. So, uh, obviously, when I, was, when I was younger, I had, this, I had an operation, a surgery. So, yeah, that made it possible. Yeah, they told him he couldn't have kids. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, so have, being able to be a father, not only to one, two, but four kids, I mean, I can ask for more. And twins. Wow. Then the twins, I want to meet this doctor and be like, what happened? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knew yeah. what he was looking at. No, 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 serious. No, like when we first got married, I did pray that um, if it was God's will for us to be parents, that I know that I believe in a God who, who can do miracles. So if it was his will for us to have kids, um, for him to allow me to get pregnant because I knew that Jose was going to be a great father just by the way he interacted with um, his brother's kids and everything. 
I knew he was going to be a great father. So I'm like, God, if it's your will, I know you're God that, you know, God of miracles and that no matter what we ask, if it's your will, you're, you're going to give it to us. So I prayed that if he thought we were going to make good, be good parents, give us kids. <laughs> and he, and he gave you, he gave you plenty to, uh, to keep you busy. <laughs> four kids, man, about, I would say a little less than four years. Oh, wow. And um, for us, you know, we weren't, I wasn't as ready as my wife was. My wife could tell you about this, but I, I wasn't ready. You know, um, tell them about how I found out we were going to be a father for the first time. We were <laughs> going to be parents. Story. Well, yeah, I wanted to have a baby. And when I knew that I was pregnant and I took the test, I took two tests. And I, one is one of those um, like fancy ones that says pregnant, not pregnant on it instead of just lines. <laughs> Just to make yeah. sure, you know. <laughs> so when I came up pregnant, I put the cap on because he neglects to say this part of the story. I put the cap on and he's laying in bed and I threw it at him. <laughs> this is your fault. And she throws it at me. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, she was she was definitely ready. And um, she was she's a great mother. And we really love being parents, too, you know, as you guys do. And um, I really think that it just enrich our lives. This is, you know, I believe that this is the best part of our lives now after the kids, you know, and it was great because we had time just like you guys, you know, we had time to get to know each other. We had time to vacation together. We had time to really enjoy ourselves, you know, and then we decided to have kids, you know, a few years into our marriage. And um, I think you guys were similar, right? Yeah, similar. We, we did, we enjoyed uh, our dating um, years. We enjoyed like one year into our marriage and then we got to. We actually married. got married. Pretty quick, I mean, we dated. We dated for a year. I proposed, be, you know, being with her for a year, and they got we got married the following year. So we was probably dated for two years, and they got married. I think once we got married, a few months later, she got pregnant pretty quick. So something similar. <laughs> and uh, we still remember, we still remember your wedding day, which we were a part of, and um, we had yes. a great time. I mean, you, do you want to share with us the uh, the day before and everything that happened? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's just say that we advised people to, and I'm just saying, um, it was a disaster, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> we went in an outdoor wedding, like, I don't know if you watched the, what's that movie? Twilight movie? Twilight movie, where they got married outside, like in the middle, surrounded by trees and all that. I'm a like very nature outdoor person. So I thought it was a beautiful concept until it rained for like two weeks straight before my mar before we got married. <laughs> and, um, so the dirt was very like like I guess smushy or whatever, like very soft. And um of course it you know, the sun came out the day before the wedding, but the the, the ground the was still very muddy. So my uncle and my husband were putting they were trying to set up the area. So they had a bunch of chairs and tables and back of a pickup truck. And they thought it was a smart idea to drive up to the location with like hundreds of pounds of tables and chairs with a pickup truck, right? So what happens like when you take a pickup truck and put it on like grass that's, you know, not Muddy. Yeah. Yet? Exactly. So there was a bunch of, they got stuck and I'm in the back like, no, you're destroying my reception, you know, area. And I'm screaming, but they couldn't hear me because they kept trying to back up. And I had mud in my hair and my face because I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they finally stopped. But then when they saw me, they just looked at me like they were scared to death because I was covered in mud. And my hair, my face and everything. My sisters looked at me. They thought I was going to have a heart attack. 
And I just ran, like, I mean, not ran, but I just walked to my parents' house. This is like right there in my parents' house. And um, I cried, but I was crying and laughing. So they didn't understand if I was upset or I thought it was funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've never seen cry and laugh at the same time. It's just terrible. Big <laughs> <laughs> um, um, long story short, we had less than 24 hours to move everything over to a church. To another back location, in Jersey. Yeah. So, um, it, it was, it wasn't, we had no time, but we had to make it work. Mm-hmm. So we had to move all the chairs, all the decorations over to the church and we made it work. Um, it, it wasn't what she wanted. Um, it wasn't what I wanted, but at the end of the day, we walked that out. Yeah. And that's, and that's what matters ultimately is that you accomplished it, you know, and, but we had no idea. You guys look calm, collected. It turned out to be beautiful, right? Yeah, you remember it was that? Beautiful. Deep down, it wasn't calm. Just over with. Just kidding. <laughs> We're so tired, but I mean, we did work together um, very well. And, uh, we had family members that helped us out and lend us a hand. They were they were great. <laughs> That's awesome. It is. Is there anything that you want to share? Well, I knew of it before you did. <laughs> For a very long time. Very, very long time. Since I was like six, we were living in Philly on the same block on Oriana. But we went to the same church. Our moms went to the same church and they started getting to know each other. And, you know, we hung out. And it was me and Yvette, my brother and her sister. And Lynette wasn't even born yet. And then years and years later, I met Saul. And he kind of spoke about that a little bit. So yeah, we met at church. And then when we met at church, uh, you know, I it was it was a challenge for me because I, I wasn't Christian and I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I came from a broken home, so it was the most stability that I found in my life. And when I saw how everyone in that church was, you know, raising their kids, where the marriages were were fruitful and and they were happy and they were, you know, I, I saw genuine families. It was something that I wanted. I wanted in my whole life. I didn't realize I needed that so much because I saw such a lack of that growing up with, uh, you know, everybody was a single parent or their parents weren't around. You know, they were just in the street all the time. And when you grow up that way, you know, that's all you expect. And that's the life that you expect to live. But um, when you when we came when I came to church with her. That's what attracted me the most was how how connected everyone was and how the family environment that was there is something that I didn't grow up in or seen. I didn't think it was real. I you know I thought this was like a TV thing, and when I seen that, it, I said, "This is what I want." And ultimately, that was one of the biggest things that changed my life and one of the big, biggest decisions in my life. And yeah, it's turned out to be you know the best thing that has happened. So. Today, um, we wanted to talk about some of our life's passion and what we're passionate about. And all four of us have something different that we are truly passionate about. And um, we're going to have a little conversation about every single uh, one of these things. But we hope that you, the listeners, you can engage with us also in this while you listen and that you can uh, maybe relate to one of us and relate to one of these passions that we have. And if you do, uh, just know that there's more people like you out there that uh, support these things. So don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to support something or be passionate about something as long as it's positive And as long as it's uh, changing the world or it's making you a better person, then, you know, follow your passions because that's truly what's going to make the difference in this society. We're going to start with Yvette, Sister Yvette. Um, I know that you are in sunny Florida. It's beautiful down there temperature is amazing 
And um, I know that you love, you're passionate about a lot of things. You know, I see you on Facebook. We've been friends a long time. And there's a lot of things you're passionate about. Uh, and uh, I know you love public speaking. So uh, that's why I'm choosing you first. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah. would you like to share uh, with us what you're passionate about? I'm passionate about health in general and fitness. Um, I mean, you guys probably know me my whole life. That's probably, I mean, I talk a lot about it and I go to the gym every single morning at 440 in the morning. Um, and I'm just passionate about taking care of myself, you know, physically and health wise as well. How difficult is it for you to motivate yourself every day to uh, get up and go to the gym? Because I know it's not just the gym, but it's also a health, healthy diet and you're in school. Um, you have your kids, you have your husband, you have church, you, you have all these things. How do you find the energy and the motivation to get up and, and, and care and be passionate so much about, uh, fitness and health? Um, I feel like I have to, like, it's not, it's not something like, um, you know how some people just, you take some, I mean, like maybe see it as something that they need for last or something. I feel like I have to, so that I can be a great mother and have the energy to run around and chase four kids. And so that I have the energy um, to deal with every single thing that I deal with in a daily basis. I feel like it's a need. Like I have to put myself first that one hour of the day so that I can have energy to be able to, you know, function basically yeah. <laughs> and have the energy for it. So that's why that's my yeah, my motivation. That's what drives me to keep going. And let me ask you that. Um. Have you ever had any self-esteem issues or did, did you ever question yourself whether you're comfortable in your own skin? Did, did you ever go through those insecurities and did that feed into why you're passionate about this? No, um, that's not the reason I fed in why I'm passionate about this. I was raised with a family that all of us were required to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and work out before we went to school. Um, it was something that my mom incorporated into our life since we were very young. So it's not what fed, you know, the passion. But I mean, have I had insecurities? Of course, I think every woman has felt insecure at one point of their life, um, especially like after you have kids with your body is just going through crazy hormones and your body is not the same after you had kids and um, you might be a little bit overweight. So, I mean, the whole insecurity thing, sometimes, I mean, every I think everybody goes through some type of insecurity where they're like, oh, I need to, you know, lose weight or whatever. Um, so in that aspect, yes, I've been through moments like that, especially after having kids where I'm like, I'm overweight, I can't breathe, <laughs> I can't walk a block, so I'm like, I got to lose this weight, but it's more like I'm not used to having that extra weight on me. So yeah, I mean, it's basically the, the reason I'm the way I am, it's because my parents incorporated it into our lifestyle since we were little, so it's kind of like a habit. I know it's actually easier when you actually plan out your food and your meals, it's actually easier to eat healthier and faster. <laughs> And you feel yeah. better. But yeah. when you're hungry and you don't plan ahead and you grab the first thing, you make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a truck driver. So, you know, we're naturally stereotyped to be mm -hmm. overweight, you know, unhealthy. You know, you look 55 when you're 29, you know, and unfortunately, it's a reality, um, not just a stereotype, because uh, a lot of these uh, truck stops and a lot of these places uh, that we go to 
all they have is fried food 24 hours a day, foods that are in the freezers that you have to put in a microwave. And you don't you don't have salads, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a shame. But still, in 2020, you can go into a truck stop. And if you ask for a salad, they look at you like you're you're not a, a, a man like you're, oh, you know, you're not a real truck driver, you know. And unfortunately, um, there's not a lot of selection. And even if there is a place like Wawa or that we can go to where it has a healthy balance, a lot of times you can't fit a truck in there. And so um, health becomes a big issue. And one of the things that's helped is, um, like you said, um, Jacenia, is that uh, planning and, and packing your food. You know, I remember Jacenia used to pack my lunches all the time and we would try to pack as much healthy things as we could to prevent me from buying anything on the street that wasn't really good, wasn't healthy. You know, I want to move on to uh, Sister Jacenia with us for a minute. Um, Yvette, thank you for what you're passionate about. And um Sister Jesenia, I want to talk about what drives you. What are you passionate about? What's one of the things that that moves you? Um, I'm pretty like a pretty simple person. You know, I think you guys know all this about me. I'm very content. I'm very like easygoing. Like whatever happens, happens. So when I get asked like what's passionate, you know, like what do I feel passionate about? I'm like it doesn't like resonate that much with me because what I'm passionate about are the people that are in my life and God, you know? So like the little, like health is important to me, obviously that is important to me. It doesn't drive me. Like, I feel like my emotions can get the best of me sometimes, but the main thing that I'm passionate about is, um, my children and making sure like we left Philadelphia and we moved to, you know, further into the suburbs where they can have a better school. Um, that's a long story comes with that too. You know, a lot of doors are closing and it was all God's will. But, you know, we're passionate giving our kids a good education. I am especially. I'm I'm very passionate about leaving them a legacy, a spiritual legacy is for them to know who they are in God and because that can translate into who they are as adults. Like their self esteem and their um just their careers, like everything. You know, once they know who they are, that God has called them for a purpose that alone can eliminate so many issues that we see today in society like people who who drop out of college because they don't know where they're going they don't know what you know who they are and that has a lot to do with it because if you first ground them in the lord and teach them that they are valuable and teach them that you know that god has a purpose for your life and teach them who they are who you know and kind of figure it out together then no one can do wrong when you put God first, you know? So when they put God first and they realize, okay, this is who I am. This is who God created me to be. They're not going to make all these mistakes. like dropping out of college a million times. I met this one lady um, when I was training and her daughter went to college. I forgot where it was, but it was pretty local in PA. And now she's in Hawaii. Like she dropped out of one college to go to Hawaii and it's not on scholarships. So she's paying all this out of pocket, you know, and she's in the mom is in Pennsylvania. So now she's like not sure about Hawaii because she's a introvert. <laughs> so she doesn't she's she, not she's outgoing. Like everywhere. No, she's not outgoing, but she moved to a whole separate state that's completely, you know, different than Pennsylvania, you know, and she's like kind of depressed. She wants to come back home. But they're, you know, they're just, just, just everywhere. And that's what happens when you don't ground your children in who they really are, you mm-hmm. know? So that's one of my biggest passions 
And one other thing about me is that um, I do like, I love to read. I love reading. I haven't picked up a book in a while, but that's one of my passions. I love to read and actually want to write a book um, about myself. A biography. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Testimony and um, just kind of the journey so far. Let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. um, if you'll allow me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I've read a lot of a lot of reports. There's a lot of information about education, and a lot of um, a lot of the young people that come from broken homes or come from homes of poverty or single parent homes, they're the ones that are most affected when it comes to uh, lacking resources to getting into college and um, the graduation rate. Um, it said here that. Uh, only 40% of high school students that are in the poverty line or below poverty line actually graduate high school because they're either stuck, stuck with a job or they're not going to school at all. They drop out. Mm. And, and that's a tragedy. And would you say in your upbringing and where you came from in Philly, would you say that that could be true? And how did that um, affect you into wanting to not be part of a statistic, but actually mm. try to get out of it? Yeah, definitely. Like, my mom was married, but my parents were not together. And I know you guys know this, but, you know, for the listeners. Um, so I graduated high school. I always, my intentions were to always go to school and college and university. I wanted to be a nurse for a long, long time. And I actually ended up getting a job. Um, and I know it was God's plan, too. I worked at um, a hospital, but it was a building office. And through God's grace, I actually, uh, you know, had landed a job there full time, even while I was in high school. So, um, I, the reason I didn't decide to go to college is just, I didn't, I guess I didn't know where I was going and I felt it. It was more of a feeling. And I also, maybe I was intimidated as well because even though I had good grades and I was a top 10% of my class, it was a Philadelphia school district. And I know like in my heart, I was, wasn't prepared for college. But I also felt like, I don't know, like I didn't know what I was going to do. Even though I wanted to be a nurse, I knew like there was something else out there. And it was just not for me. That even though I didn't go to college, I do have a license in cosmetology. And that 14 years after I graduated high school, I actually ended up going to beauty school, which I never would have thought ever possible. <laughs> and it didn't even interest me. But God yeah. opened doors, God opened doors, you know, and I ended up going. I graduated and with a job and everything. And um, yeah, and it's really fulfilling, actually. You know, is I'm getting that one-on-one with people all the time, different people coming in, you know, and I'm yeah. meeting them, planting seeds. Mm-hmm. It's and it's an accomplishment. Crazy. Yeah, It's an accomplishment of something that you've been able to do in, a, in some form of way. You kind of regret it not um, fulfilling because of the intimidation factor or because of lack of resources, but you accomplished something. And that says yeah. a lot, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are or if you yeah. feel like, oh, man, I'm too old for school or man, that time is gone. No, you didn't allow that. You you allowed yourself to accomplish something. And now you have a new career. And yeah, it was look. really in God's timing, too, because it's something I never would have thought of on my own. Mm-hmm. And it just presented itself an opportunity, you know, and like in my heart, that's why I wanted to be a nurse, because that was more nurturing than it was, you know, the actual job. Because mm-hmm. looking at the job now as an adult, I'm like, why would I want to be a nurse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the crazy hours, like all the um the labor that goes behind it, you know, like they work very, very hard, mm-hmm. you know, they and they're underappreciated. So um, I think I just wanted to be a nurse because I really I just wanted to be a mom. 
And I think that's where my passion comes from. Having my children go to education and be grounded, be, and be grounded you know, at who they are and raise, you know, be raised in ministry and strong in the Lord. Like, I just feel like everything in my life has been prophetic. Like everything happened for a reason and everything mm-hmm. happened at a certain time, you know, like just even with the way we met our spouses, um, both you and I, then like it wasn't the right time even though we were so close to each other like he was literally at the end of my block you know yeah. like our blocks literally were um intersected, intersected. so yeah. it was just crazy you know and and he knew all the friends that my brother knew and that you know I was around all the time so it was just yeah. all you know in God's timing that's that's a positive thing and that's a benefit to to us and a benefit to society when we're raising these kids to stay out of the streets to get their education and not not set for less. And the ultimate victory will be when we see their success. Brother Jose, when we were talking earlier, um, we talked about uh, several things. And I know that we come from a lot of the same places. We come from a lot of the same upbringing, you know, and we we definitely grew up in, in an area where um, um, in Philadelphia, where it isn't the safest. You know, we didn't come from the best backgrounds, the best homes, but. I know that you have a passion for something that you want to talk about, and we want to hear it, brother. So what are you passionate about? What is your passion? Well, I'm more like what you're saying, sir. I'm more laid back. Um, I'm very simple. Um, simplicity, pretty much. I don't got a hobby, which I just figured out a few years ago, which is pretty sad. <laughs> um, but I, I'm up for everything. But if I just have a passion, would be being a provider. Um, I love I love waking up, going to work to provide for my family. Um, and the reason why I say that is, as as we all, as those who know me, for you guys, and for the people who don't know me who's listening, I grew up in Philly. Um, I'm not saying Philly's a bad person, but you know things have changed over the years. So I grew up in an area that it was uh, it was very safe. Um, I'm driven to be a provider because where I was located, um, there was things that I wanted to have my kids to see when they were growing up. So I actually moved from Philly, even Adentown for three years to provide a better living for them. And then from Adentown, I lived there for very, very close to three years. And now I'm here in Florida. And over here, it's, it's more to do. It's more family or, or um, but over here, I do the same thing as I did in Philly. You know, I went to school. Um, my wife taught me to go to school. She told me, you, you can better yourself. Um, so I went to school while I was working my job. So I was at work. Then I was going to school and I went to school for air conditioning. So I've been doing that for five years now. Uh, I would say two and a half back in Philly, two and a half in Florida. And, and that, I would say that's, that's, that's me. I mean, I, I love to grow up my family, my kids, you know, give my kids what I wasn't given. Not because my mom or my parents didn't want to give it to me, but my mom was, she worked in a factory. Um, and most factory doesn't really pay very well. I mean, you'd be lucky enough to make eight, seven bucks. But my dad was a bartender for 20 plus years. You know, so they did the best they can to provide shelter at home, you know, provide food, clothes on my back. You know, we did go to vacation, you know, like I said, it was just 
Puerto Rico and home. That's what I was it. But that was good enough for me. So I wasn't given the the privilege for an education. And I met Yvette still being a, a butcher. Yeah. She actually helped me to better myself. So I went to school for air conditioning. Like I said previously, I'm going to school. I went to work. I'm going to school after nights. And I did that for like about 13 months. I graduated. I laid a job back in, in southern Pennsylvania. Like I said, two and a half years in Pennsylvania, two and a half years in Florida. So I was actually blessed to make three times more than what I make in Pennsylvania. And going back a little bit, Yvette wanted to move to Florida. And I was like, fine, you want to work? You want to move? You move, you move. So I resigned my job and I packed everything. And we drove 30 hours from Anton, Pennsylvania to Florida. And, but before I make it over here, I had interviews set up. I had 13 interviews. I had everything lined up. So when I arrived, so let's say I arrived on Monday, for example. Um, from Monday to Friday, I had three to four interviews a day. Because I want to, I want to make sure that I want to name a good job and I want to make sure that the company who's going to want to hire me provides a good, um, future for me and my family my husband is the type of person he's a very routine person so for him to do something drastic it, it's just it's, it'll be a miracle for him to do something like that so i just mentioned it to him and literally when i mentioned it to him he called our realtor put a house for sale and <laughs> you know he was down to move into florida and when he did it so he did it so fast he, he made the decision so fast that kind of made me worry because i'm like oh my god i mean i just mentioned it he just took this decision and just ran with it um, and at first it made me scared, but I mean, God have confirmed it, um, a couple of times that it was the move for us. And now we see the fruits of that, that, you know, listening yeah. to, the, to the word and to God. But the more so is that I resigned, I sold my house, drove 30 hours, you know, we got here, I situated in a company that I worked for now for about three years now in June. And it's been going great. You know, it's been a blessing. Um, I can't ask for a better company to work for. You know, I make a great living. God is good. Um, I, I love that I'm able to give my kids what I wasn't given. And yet again, it's not because my parents didn't want to, to what she's able. So you weren't afraid to take a leap of faith and uh, to go on an adventure and move to Florida and make a living and make a living there because you just wanted to provide something better from your family, something that was different. You know, you knew Philly, you knew what it was about, you know what you could get out of Pennsylvania, but you you weren't content with just the bare minimum with where you guys were. You know, you didn't get complacent. You wanted something more and you guys were willing to take a risk for your children. And um, it's and it's paid off. You know, you've been successful with your with your career and your wife has been successful in and raising her children there and following her passion. So all in all, yes, I believe that. Yeah, it was it was the will of God and um, just how God has blessed you guys and prospered you there. It's a testament. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it hasn't only been like financial, um, you know, success. It's also been spiritual. Mm-hmm. There's been a spiritual growth in our marriage. There's been a spiritual growth in, in our children. Um, I think to the, you know, the environment that we surround ourselves has a lot to do with it. And I feel like, you know, moving us to Florida somewhere where we only had God and us, that's it. It, it created a, a like a tighter bond and it, it, it required us to, you know, seek God more and depend on God for, you know, certain things in our marriage. And I think it, it created a, also a spiritual growth, which is very important. And our kids are doing great, too, in the Lord. So 
That's awesome. It is. Jose, thank you for sharing that with us because it's something that I think we can all relate to, no question. You know, I was raised by a, a single parent. My dad was in jail since I was 10, 11 years old. And my mom worked two, three jobs at a time just to pay the bills. And all she had was a high school diploma. So the jobs, like you said, were paying, you know, a couple bucks an hour. And um, everything she made was pretty much to pay the bills and, and the rent. And um, we just saw a lot of poverty growing up. You know, we were in, uh, you know, welfare and we were constantly um, just living in the worst neighborhoods in the Section 8 neighborhoods. And um, we we could have easily gone astray. You and I, you know, we could have chosen to go a different path and been the stereotype, you know, of parents ain't around. So we're going to go to jail and get locked up. But we chose the, the harder route and uh, and the better route which is to, you know what, just say, you know what, I'm going to put my pants on, I'm going to be a man, and I'm going to work my tail off, and I'm going to give my family something better so that they don't have to go through what I went through. So your success is everyone's success. Yeah, yes. and then we believe, we believe um, both of us, I mean, I went to college, um, I'm right now currently getting a master's as well, but um, I my parents didn't pay for college. I mean, I'm, you know, they, they weren't able to pay for college, so I had to, you know, get student loans, but right now we're paying for cash, but for my master's, but before me and Jose met, I had to get student loans and I was in thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. And we didn't want that for our kids. So we basically said, we're going to work so that when our kids grow up, they won't have to go into debt. They won't have to be slave to the lender. Like the Bible says, yes. you know, a borrower is a slave to the lender. So we're trying to change our generation so that my kids will not become slaves you know, to the lender. Um, and we're just trying to educate them in all aspects of their lives, financially, financially, spiritually, you know, mentally in every aspect. So that's why we work so hard right now and do the decisions, make the decisions we make for our kids so that they can have a better life in that, in you know, all aspects, basically. <laughs> Amen. That is a well-rounded outlook and a well-rounded yeah. balance to your life. And that's awesome. Yeah, I really agree with that. I, um, that's something that a few years ago, I think I mentioned to you that um that we sh we need to be the lender, not the borrower, you know, and that's in Proverbs, I believe. Exactly. And yes. And, you know, mm -hmm. that's as Christians, you know, we need to be our, you know, financially stable and an example, you know, to um to the world. And yeah, because we as Christians, I think sometimes we focus a lot in the spiritual aspect only, which is very, mm -hmm. very important. Spiritual is very important. But we also need to take care of ourselves um, financially, also um, physically. That's why I have a passion for fitness and I also have a passion for other things. But I, I think that, you know, a well-rounded person um, is very important. And that's what we're trying to create in ourselves and in our kids. Amen. Um, Jose, can you tell that our wives are the ones uh, taking over this podcast? We're not taking over. <laughs> we're taking over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forgot about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, he asked a lot of questions. That's probably why. No, it's okay. No, you guys don't want to hear my, what I'm passionate about. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, one of the things that I'm very passionate about, aside from education, is um, I'm passionate about our young people. I'm passionate about the fact that you know, I went to high school with two people, two, three people that were murdered and I had to go to their funerals. I'm passionate about the fact that I know young kids that are, haven't even reached their teenage years and they've committed suicide. I'm passionate about the fact that, you know, there's so many kids right now that are being bullied on social media and they're either killing themselves or they feel miserable. You know, um, just recently there was that video of that young boy that is going through dwarfism, you know, and he has uh, this disorder. Um, 
and unfortunately he was being bullied and i mean he was crying and crying and crying and i think everyone's seen that video and he was just you know it was heartbreaking um more than ever i think the young people are so uh easily um influenced because social media is everywhere everyone has a phone everyone has a, a tablet everyone has a, a a computer uh tv and unfortunately um there are a lot of people that are out there that aren't on social media for for good things they're not there for good reasons they're there because they want to hurt and they want to damage the mindset and the self-esteem of the young people and you know the bible says that in the end times you know the young people will have dreams and will have visions and um what that also tells me is that the young people more than ever are under attack under spiritual attack and under physical attack you know the enemy knows that the young people are the future of not just the cliche the future of society but they're they're just they're the future leaders they're the future um uh ministers the future pastors the future uh missionaries and so there's a calling for the young people and when the enemy understands this he's gonna hit the young people hard he's gonna uh, have them committing these things like suicide and drug use and you know end up in jail and a lot of things are gonna happen now i'm not blaming the, the devil for uh everything that the young people do but it's a reality that we live in a spiritual world and the spiritual does affect the young people uh, more than ever and so i'm passionate about wanting to get the young people out of the streets and i'm passionate about creating opportunities for the young people which is why i work alongside other people um in our ministry and i work alongside other ministries that cater to the young people to get them out of the streets so we're young pastors you know we're 33 and most of our church either they're younger or right around our age and um, I think I did that for a reason because there are so many people that grew up in abusive relationships that they were being abused themselves or they were in the streets and uh, we can engage with these young people because we're not that far off from them. You know, we're not that far off in age. We're not there's not a huge age gap. So we can reach these young people and, and bring them back to uh, a place that's safe for them and a place where they can grow, whether now they're, they're still young or whether now they have a family or they're, they're starting to get married or have kids. So. I believe that um, that's something that I'm very passionate about and I believe that it's something that is necessary in today's society. So um, I think that we have to do more outreaching into the streets. I think that more than ever, we need to engage where the young people are. Amen. You know, we have to use this podcast, social media. We have to go out there and speak to them directly on a one-on-one. We have to invite them to the churches. We have to just do what God called us to do. And that is to disciple the world. That is to go out there and tell them that God is good. That God is an everlasting hope. That if they don't have uh, they don't have hope, they don't have faith in anything. Well, then you know what? Um, let me show you by the way I live. Let me show you by what God has done in my life. And, and use our testimony. To, to get them out of the streets so i believe that we can do it on a personal level i believe that we can use it on a group level but i think it's ultimately necessary that we do something um to get them into a better place so we should continue to pray and we should continue to follow our passions but never forget that there's a god that is real and there's a god that's coming for his church can we say amen so sister Jesenia. And Brother Jose, we want to thank you for uh, joining us today on our podcast. Thank you for having us. Thanks for inviting us. Thanks for invitation. It was great. Yeah, it was great to have you both. And uh, Sister Rivette, uh, thank you always for co-hosting. And uh, I hope that you have a great weekend. Thank you, Pastor Saud. <laughs> With all of us here at Kingdom Talk, we want to thank you. And until our next episode, God bless you.
God bless you.